Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We've got Taran here with us. Hey everyone. And it's time for Thor's Love and Thunder, or Thor Love and Thunder. So do you know that this is the sixth Marvel movie in the last 12 months? Uh, no, now I do. So it's the sixth Marvel movie since July last year, so in the last 365 days, partly due to COVID, so it wasn't all planned, but we've had six Marvel movies and we've also had five Marvel TV shows. So, in essence, we've had 11 Marvel properties in the space of 12 months. It's one basically for every month. So, there's either a TV show happening or a movie coming out or both at the same time. Chris Hemsworth back, Tessa Thompson back, some new characters or I guess returning characters. So, Natalie Portman is is back after missing out in Thor Ragnarok. She was technically in Avengers Endgame, but she didn't actually shoot for that. They just used footage from uh, Thor The Dark World for that particular scene. But uh, she's officially back for this one. And then we've got some new characters in Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. We'll uh, we'll get into our thoughts on the cast. Um, the way we'll structure this episode is, as per usual, we'll do a bit of comic book origins because we're talking about Thor and we haven't actually talked about his comic book origins before on this podcast. And then we'll do our non-spoiler review. So if you haven't watched the movie, uh feel free to keep listening. We won't spoil anything. Uh, we'll just give you our thoughts spoiler-free, and then we'll jump into spoilers later in the review. So when did Thor debut in comics? Uh, not sure. Look, a lot of these, as I say every time you ask me this, basically in every episode, a lot of these characters uh, came out of the 60s, so it's probably somewhere around there. <laughs> I'll ask you another question. Who was Thor created by? Uh, Stanley. 
Yeah. <laughs> so for most Marvel things, you could say, yeah, it's sixties and Stan Lee, and you're probably right. So this, yeah. in this case, it's uh, it was created by Stan Lee, uh, Larry Leiber, and Jack Kirby. So Jack Kirby's obviously the the artist, right? So he would have drawn a lot of the uh, original Thor comics. Uh, he debuted in Journey into Mystery, issue number 83, in August of 1962. So team affiliations, obviously um, he's a part of the Avengers. I think that's the biggest team that he's a part of. But the Warriors 3, who actually uh, appeared in the first two Thor movies. Uh, first then, three, yeah. Yeah, well, they were unser- the third one. unceremoniously killed off in the, in the third one. And uh, God Squad, I guess it's a team of gods, <laughs> I'm guessing. And Avengers, Uti- Avengers Unity Squad, notable aliases. So, Doctor Donald Blake. Uh, in, so, in the comics, at one stage, he's just a guy, isn't he? Like, it's just a, just a normal guy called Doctor Blake. Yeah, but they did actually kind of hint at that in Thor One, where they uh, things like Jane's ex or something is Doctor Donald Blake. Donald Blake, and she puts the uh, shirt on him. Doesn't really make sense in that context, because. He's, he's not actually be, that person. Yeah. 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 He's meant to be the same guy. Yep. And abilities. So, superhuman strength, speed, durability, and longevity, all of which we have seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Abilities via Mjolnir, interdimensional teleportation, electricity manipulation, flight, and weather manipulation. Also, all of which we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I guess he is pretty comic accurate in that sense, in terms of his abilities, anyway. I guess he's become a pretty well-known character through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like before that, mm. I, I actually didn't even know who Thor. Like, obviously, I I must have heard of the god Thor, like the Nordic god, but like I didn't know much about the comics Thor. Uh, mm. And he was pretty much an unknown entity to me until we watched that first Thor movie, which is similar to like even Captain America was similar. Like I knew there was a character called Captain America, but I didn't know much about him. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of these characters we were introduced to via this cinematic universe. Iron Man, I did know because in the nineties there was an Iron Man TV show which I used to watch. All right, a bit more about the movie background-wise. So it released just a couple of days ago. So eighth uh, of July, it has made three hundred two million so far in box office worldwide, and budget was two hundred fifty million. And it is actually, I'll ask you this. How many Marvel movies have released to date? Including uh, this 20 movie. 20-something. <laughs> Over 20. 25. Six, so is it? 26. 26? Okay. Five. Uh, no. Seven. Six. No. no. Four. <laughs> no. Three. You're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> seven. Eight. No. Nine. Yeah. So 29. This is the 29th Marvel movie to release in the cinematic universe. Yeah, that's that's a lot of movies. I I recently did a like a trivia with my work uh, with my colleagues at work and it was a Marvel trivia. I was doing the trivia, so I was hosting it. And this was one of the questions and they were like I can't believe that's there's that many movies and to be honest it is a lot <laughs> a lot of movies. So if someone was starting fresh and they're like let's let's watch every movie in the Marvel cinematic universe that'd be Doing it for a, you could do it across the year pretty much now. Even if you watch one every two weeks, you'll not finish it. And six of those have come out in the last 12 months. All right. Uh, we can jump into our thoughts on the movie. 
So uh, we'll start with some positives and uh, then we'll go into negatives. So you can start with the positives. Uh, no, you start with the positives. I'll piggyback off you. Okay. I think the cast is very good. So firstly, they've got three Academy Award winners in the cast. So there's Natalie Portman, Russell Crowe, and Christian Bale. Natalie uh, Portman for No Strings Attached. Uh, <laughs> Christian Bale for, uh, which, what did he win it for? Uh, what was the third one? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Well, yeah. Russell Crowe won it for his performance in this movie. <laughs> preemptively gave it to him. <laughs> yeah. Years yeah. in advance, like 20 years, years in advance. Yeah. The, the, like 20 years time, you're going to do this amazing role. We're just going to give it to you now. Yeah. yeah. Christian Bowles in too many uh, Oscar-worthy movies, so everything I think of, it's like, it's yeah, good- he probably could have won it for that. There's yeah. nothing I can think of. It's like, oh, no, nah, he's not going to win it for that. Is he in a bad movie? Like an actually terrible movie at any stage? I don't think so. What well, probably yeah. is if we look through. I can't really Ameri- think of any. Yeah. Some of them are bad. Like American Hustle's not a good movie, but like people like it. Yeah, I don't think he's done many like terrible movies. Yeah, and then uh, obviously Russell Crowe. Well, Russell Crowe's done some not good movies, I think. Robin Hood. Yeah. That one's just boring. It's uh, I wouldn't say it's like, terrible, mm. but it's not it's not very good. Anyway, the cast is good. So Chris Hemsworth is is always good as Thor. He brings he's obviously a very funny man, so he brings that to the table, but he's also a very big person. <laughs> so he he looks the part in terms of uh if you're ever going to get someone that looks like Thor, it's probably Chris Hemsworth. Natalie Portman was actually I actually really liked Natalie Portman in this movie. I thought her role was they designed her role pretty well and she did a good job. She, yeah, surprisingly came back because there was she didn't like she didn't want to be in a Marvel movie, right? That's why she left um, after Dark World. Well, initially, uh, the story is in Thor two, Patty Jenkins was meant to be the director, and she had a big role in that movie. She was going to be the main villain, and then Patty Portman left. was going to be the main villain. Yes, yeah. Ah, okay. Well, she gets so, like the, the ether, ether takes over her, and she ah. like becomes a villain. Yeah, but then Patty Jenkins left that movie, and they got that other guy to do it, and yeah. then they decreased her role, and then she was pissed off, and she didn't initially want to do it. So after that movie, she was just out. Yeah, but she she's obviously got a pretty prominent role in this one. I think the trailers give away some of it, but we'll get into it more in spoilers. Tessa Thompson was also pretty good. I'm saying they're all pretty good because they're like charismatic and. They do a good job. But I also think Tessa Thompson in particular, she her role could have been. It's not like she had a great role in this movie. Like she was in it, but it's not like she had a very prominent role. Um, same with Russell Crowe, although Russell Crowe's performance is entertaining, but I wouldn't say it's the best performance he's ever given. Christian Bell in particular was probably um if you're gonna if I'm gonna give you one reason to watch this movie, uh it's not the comedy or the action or anything like that. I think it's just Christian Bale's performance at the, and he's not even in it that much, but for the parts that he's in it, I think he is very good. I think, yeah, I think th- those things that you highlight, the cast is good. There is some good parts to this movie. I-, I think some of the scenes look pretty amazing. Some of them are in the trailer though. Unfortunately, some of the scenes don't look as amazing. Um, I think visually yeah. there are some 
There's some parts that are cool. Some parts are good, yeah. 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 And they do try different stuff visually, which you don't normally see in Marvel movies as much. Yeah, overall, like, there's there's good parts sprinkled out through it that would be spoilers if I went through it. But I didn't, like, dislike the whole movie. I did like the whole movie either. I think it's interspersed with good parts and then not-so-good parts as well, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Overall, though, I think, unfortunately, it's less good and more not as good the more you think about it. Yeah, and this is coming from two Marvel fans, I I guess you could say, but it was – and we're getting into negatives now, and the key word you used in your positives just then was sprinkled throughout the movie because um, there are sparing – good parts like that i wouldn't say it all comes together as a good movie there are like scenes that are nice but when you put it together it's not really that good and it's more of this is do you think we're just too used to the marvel formula now like it's just it's just not that exciting anymore (laughs) like maybe if this movie came out like when the dark world came out like 10 years ago it might have been all right. Like it's it's a little bit different. It, it might have been okay, but I feel like we've seen a lot of Marvel movies now, and this is nothing that new. And this is the first movie, and I've always defended the Marvel comedy in a way, saying that yeah, sometimes they instead of using an emotional moment, they make it funny. And so far, I haven't been too bothered by it. In this movie, I was. I feel like there was a lot of moments where they could have gone the more emotional route but they went the comedy route and the comedy for me didn't really hit i think that's the problem is sometimes the comedy didn't hit um and yeah i would say the, more than more than some, I, I think more often than not it didn't hit for me yeah i, I think it and wasn't if, that funny if you found it funny then you probably would have liked it but yeah i think a lot of the people that uh defend this movie say it was a comedy and to not take it too seriously Mm. Um, from what I've seen online. And I did take it too seriously, and I love comedies, but I just didn't find it that funny most of the time. There's some parts that, once again, sprinkled throughout that I found pretty funny, and there's this ongoing storyline that I found pretty funny as well. But overall, like, I'd say maybe 50% of the jokes hit, and that's not a good ratio when you When most of your movies jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, Comparing this to Ragnarok, which everyone will naturally do because it's from the same director and it's kind of trying to do the same thing as that, I think in that, Thor is, like, he's not the smartest guy. Like, everyone knows that. Even in the Avengers, he's not, like, the smartest person. So, obviously, you can make fun of him. He he can be a bit of an idiot. But at the same time, he, when it comes to battle or mystic stuff or like anything related to magic he knows he knows what he's doing so he's not a complete idiot i feel like in this they just made him just it's just silly like he's just really really dumb and i feel like he's not that he can be like he's the same guy that landed in uh wakanda in infinity war and like took down half an army by himself so he he's he's still a formidable warrior and i feel like in this they just make him just a joke Mm. I don't really get that that feeling that I think he's still like as formidable as he is in anything else. Like in the first scene he's introduced, he takes down like a whole army by himself. So I don't think it's the, I, well, I don't think that it's scene, the fact that he's not formidable. I think he's as powerful as he is in any other movie and he's still 
formidable. It's just like the story is just not that funny and the aspect I, – I don't think he's depowered or anything, if that's what you're saying. I don't think so, but they don't use him no. properly. So even in that first scene, instead of showing – like they do show how powerful it is, but they kind of play it off like a joke. Like there's this part where he's um like doing the splits. I'm like, yeah, like I know it's meant to be for a joke, but they could have – Instead of doing that, they could have done like a really cool action sequence where he shows his his powers, but it was just like a joke. Yeah, yeah. I I don't completely agree with that. It, in terms of they didn't, I don't think he's depowered or he's not shown to be powerful in this. Yeah. I think well, sometimes it, well, he does stores- do some stuff in the climax, which are like. I didn't even know he could do. Like yeah, he shows I, some powers that, like he, he's never shown in any of the other movies as well. Yeah. So he, he's not depowered, but I just feel like they they kind of discount his character a bit. He's, he's I think he he is smarter than he is in this movie. In this movie, they make him really dumb. I think sometimes they do, but <laughs> overall, I don't think he's any dumber than in Ragnarok. To be honest, I think it's probably pretty similar. I just think that the way they use him at times is just not – it's I, – I don't hate it, but I just didn't uh, – I just didn't think it was that funny. But, like, they yeah. would use him in ways to say, okay, it's going to be funny when he does this. But I didn't laugh when they did that, essentially. It'll be interesting to see what actual, like, Thor fans – I like Thor, but I wouldn't call myself a Thor fan um, – what Thor fans thought of his portrayal in this movie because – he he has become like a completely different character over time because he started off in Thor one as it was a bit more of a serious character and even throughout the Avengers movies up till Ultron he was he had some jokes but he wasn't like a comedian he wasn't like comedic relief but now he's just become a comedic relief yeah but yeah. saying that he has serious moments in this movie as well he does and he does yeah yeah like. I feel like the emotional think- moments didn't hit as even the emotional moments didn't hit as hard in this movie. Ragnarok has some real emotional moments as well, but yeah, it, like compared to this, that I would say Ragnarok was uh, in every way it was superior. I uh, I don't know. I I can't pinpoint exactly why, but I don't think that the character of Thor is a problem in this movie. That's not. Uh, the, it's, I think it's no, that's uh, not the primary issue. It's not. No, it's Thor. not. Like it's. I don't think it's Thor. I, I, I had an issue with that. The story and the comedy, yeah. I think it's yeah. This I think there's three different stories in this, and none of them gel together. Like tonally, they don't gel together. So Gore, Christian Bale's character, he has a pretty serious and potentially like you could even relate to him as a villain in a way. Like he was kind of like a he could have been like a Killmonger type villain, but they don't give him enough screen time, so that's a problem. Obviously, Jane, her character had. a pretty important role in this movie. I feel like they just didn't spend enough time with that. Like that was a pretty big thing to happen and it happens in like 10 minutes. Her getting powers and it's not a spoiler, but her getting powers was really not, they didn't really spend that much time on it and it kind of felt like, yeah, this is happening now. Uh, and there was this whole other subplot with gods and Zeus, uh, Russell Crowe's character, which was also just in there for like, Almost just for like they they had to get something, so it was kind of like a a fetch quest type thing, but it was also almost just there for a joke, like a couple of jokes, which also didn't really hit. So I think there's like a lot of tonal clashes, and the story just just wasn't that interesting, <laughs> like you said. 
could have been interesting with what they have. And I think the overall idea of the three stories should make sense. But when they put it together in this movie, it felt disjointed just with the various parts. But overall, if you kind of name those three separately, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like Jane gets power. She helps Thor out. The gods are involved because God Bush is killing every all the gods. So it all makes sense for it to be there. But when they put it in this movie, it feels very disjointed. Yeah, so and initial the initial cut of this movie was apparently four hours long, and the final runtime is only two hours. Yeah, I heard that's because they just riffed a lot, and apparently it's not good. The four hour cut. Okay. That's what Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi said. They're like, so like it's the, not a good. It was just like impro- improvised jokes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. If they cut, I thought there was actual like. Um, story in there potentially like with jane's character or gore uh but if it was just like bad potentially some of it yeah some of it could have been that but i think most of it was just improvised jokes like someone asked uh taika if he would want to release a taika cut of this it's like no it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) and i think in a way they did i'm not sure if this is even true but I, i feel like they gave him a bit more free reign on this movie than they maybe did. Ragnarok. So in, yeah. in Ragnarok, someone else wrote most of it, I think, and he did like – I think the story outline was written by someone else and he did – He just like constructed the the, the uh, dialogue and stuff around it. Yeah. 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 I, this one is written by Hawkeye and the Hawkeye director. I think that was potentially a mistake because I, I think his, his way of storytelling just – just didn't work for this movie. And also it's like it's like no one's invincible, I guess. Someone always <laughs> could make a not so great movie at some point. So it's still better than most movies, but it's just not up to the standard probably we expect from Taika. Yeah. And uh overall well, very forgettable. <laughs> what I'll say is it just became like if if someone told me this is like a a parody Thor movie, like it's just making fun of what Thor movies are like, then yeah, that's this makes sense. But it felt like it was too silly at times. Yeah, I mean, we could get it get into it more in, in spoilers, but I just didn't like the comedy. And you, if you're not going to like this movie if you don't enjoy the comedy, if you don't enjoy it, that's it's, there's just nothing in there. I like some of the comedy. Some of it was funny. I th- I thought one part of it was actually very funny, which was like a recurring gag that they did. But overall. Unfortunately, most of it doesn't hit. As nothing made me like laugh as much as Thor Ragnarok did, for sure. And it could also be that Thor Ragnarok it, it was a, a surprise. Like they hadn't done a comedy like that yet in the Marvel universe. So when it did come out, it was like, yeah, this is refreshing. It's something different. A character in that uh, Korg in Thor Ragnarok, who I thought was hilarious, in this he's not that funny and not used that well, honestly. And probably didn't even need to be there. Yeah, yeah. And he was almost like kind of annoying in, in parts as well. So he mm. wasn't really contributing uh, much. Like he wasn't contributing to the plot. He was just there for comedic relief. And whenever he said something, it wasn't even that funny. Yeah, it feels like we're really, you know, negative on this movie, but I would probably still recommend it in a way. Uh, just because the performances are good. Like visually, there are some nice parts and if you're a Marvel fan, you're obviously going to watch it anyway. But 
It's it I is would better. only recommend it if you're a Marvel fan. If there's someone at work that doesn't really watch superhero movies and they said, "Should I watch this?" I would say probably not. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would probably say, yeah, I would say probably not as well. So it, it's a recommendation for Marvel fans, but probably not a recommendation for anyone else. Before we jump into spoilers, Phase Four, we we have talked about this offline, but it's been pretty underwhelming. We never we never talk offline. <laughs> yeah, I don't talk to you apart from this this yeah. one hour <laughs> one hour bit of conversation every week. But yeah, it's I would say the Phase Phase Four, everything in Phase Four, including the TV shows, hmm. have been pretty underwhelming. I think people say it's underwhelming because they don't see it leading to anything in the future. I yeah. disagree with that. I just think all the movies have been mid and, like, nothing's been that interesting. I don't mind a standalone movie. Like, Shang-Chi's standalone, and I think that's probably one of the better movies in this Phase 4. I don't need everything to be leading to something, but at least make something good, if it, even if it's not leading to something. Unfortunately, most of them haven't been good. It's just been very I think I think they haven't been good and they haven't been leading to anything. So it, yeah. it feels it feels like, yeah, f- yeah. firstly it feels very- If you're going to make something bad, make it lead to something else <laughs> yeah. or make something good by itself. Yeah, because the whole intrigue of Marvel movies was like, it was not necessarily what was always happening in the movies, but it, it just turned out that most of the movies were good and had a good plot as well. But it was also that they were leading on to something bigger. And that's the reason a lot of people just watch Marvel movies. Like, is it leading on to the next big thing? So far in Phase 4, it feels like they're all disjointed. So it doesn't feel like they're all... That's not my biggest That's not my biggest um, gripe with Phase 4, though. It's not that it's not leading to something big. Because they'll probably announce something next month and be like, oh, no, they're doing this, so it's actually leading to this. So it'll be like, oh, yeah, so it's leading to this. We know that now. But that's not going to make the movies better. No, it's It's not. going to make them better. I think think the products have been mediocre as well. But um, even even just based on stuff they've set up in, like post-credit scenes, and doesn't feel like they're all linked anyway. Like it's not obvious that they are. Yeah, like, I'm I sure they'll yeah. announce something and it'll become a bit more clear about what they're leading to, but I don't. I won't change my mind that all the movies have been pretty middling. Yeah, except no, I agree for maybe Shang Chi and No Way Home. Yeah, yeah, and even No Way Home. I was discussing this with someone on the weekend. If you didn't have the other two Spider Men in No Way Home, would it's it have been as well? Would yeah. it have been anywhere near as good? Probably not. It was probably and just on a rewatch. It's actually it's okay. It's not amazing. I would say Shang Chi was probably the best one as, as a standalone. Even that wasn't amazing. <laughs> yeah. But like, if we I, go back to, like, a Phase 2, like, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, standalone movie, amazing. Guides of the Galaxy, standalone movie, amazing. Nothing's been on that level in nah. this phase. And when we did the tier listing, like, I didn't rate Ant-Man that high. But I would say Ant-Man is better than all the movies that we've had in Phase 4. Mm. So yeah, it's it's been very underwhelming. All right, let's get into spoilers. So if you this is the point where if you haven't seen Thor: Love and Thunder, do go watch it by all means. If you're a Marvel fan, you're probably going to watch it anyway, or you've already watched it. Uh, so go do that. Come back to this point and listen to our spoilers. Okay, so the movie opens up with gore, and it opens up with a pretty serious sequence, but 
it was at this even in this opening sequence i could already see the tonal inconsistencies because he goes when and, he meets the god yeah, yeah. it's it's very yeah the god <laughs> first off the cg was not great <laughs> Yeah, it looks very artificial, yeah. Which immediately takes you out of the movie when you're first watching. And, yeah, the totally, it just, what Christian Bale was doing and what that guy was doing, just, it felt like they were, they, I don't think they were in the same room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They probably weren't, yeah. So yeah. it was it was very jarring, actually, because Christian Bale was giving this, like, very dramatic, grounded performance, and then you see this, God is giving like this over the top, uh, which I think was the point of it. I think I, it's like the gods are so disconnected that they just don't even care what's happening. But I thought it was jarring for us as well as the audience. I think Christian Bale's performance in that scene was really good, and I was actually looking forward to seeing more of him in the movie. But hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He's not really in it. Kind of disappears after that point and yeah. shows up a bit later. But yeah, that whole scene was a little bit weird. Also, when he stabs the god, it looks very bad. Like the sword going in. It just did it like looked like Photoshop. It didn't look good. I feel like, yeah, there were parts of this where the CGI was not not very good, and that was one of them. Uh, and then we get the Marvel logo. Uh, we got like a nice acoustic 
rendition of the Marvel theme, which was nice. That's when we see Thor with the Guardians. We didn't mention this, but in the promotional material, it feels like the Guardians are all over this movie, but they're they're in it for like five minutes, <laughs> and it's not even worth it. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they're really – well, I didn't expect going in that they would be used that well in this or used at all, yeah. and yeah, I pretty much got what I expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, also I wasn't really it- disappointed by that. I was just like, okay, fair enough. It's not their movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. I also wasn't movie. expecting them to be in it that much yeah. as well. So I wasn't, yeah, I mean, that it wasn't that disappointing. Yeah, it was doing some stuff with the Guardians and then they're fighting some war on some planet and then Thor kills all the aliens. And this is the part I was talking about where I, they had an opportunity to do a really cool scene. I felt like the action in that scene wasn't that great. Like you guys, it does stuff, but it wasn't like, wasn't that cool. Like could have used his like thunder and lightning powers and did something really cool, but he doesn't really. He just chucks Stormbreaker and kills a couple of people and then destroys a building. <laughs> so, and that was meant to be funny, but I like, I didn't really find it that funny. He could have not destroyed that building. I, I see what they wanted. Like I see what they wanted to do, but just wasn't that effective. Yeah. And then he, and then you find out that Gore's killing gods and he goes off and does his own adventure and the guardians just just they just leave <laughs> that's it you don't see him again i like like i said i kind of expected it anyway so i wasn't super disappointed when it happened yeah i, I knew it had to happen and i guess to get the story rolling they had to get rid of them to begin with so and i also found it interesting so you know in uh infinity war when thor joins the guardians and um Star-Lord is, like, super jealous of Thor. Uh, he's, like, they have that whole banter with him. It feels like Thor is imitating Star-Lord in this. Like, he's wearing, like, a jacket and he's, like, he's trying to imitate Star-Lord. I'm like, when did this happen? When did Thor want to become, like, Star-Lord? Like, Thor's obviously way more of an alpha than Star-Lord. <laughs> so uh, I just found that dynamic interesting. I guess they're kind of sh- trying to show that how, you know, how much he's declined. <laughs> since Endgame, but he hasn't, yeah. like, ever really recovered. I don't really think he was trying to imitate him. I just think he was trying to be, like, part of their team. I don't, I don't think he was imitating. He was just yeah. like, well, yeah, this saying, is my was family like, now. He was, like, wearing a jacket and, like, kind of wearing the clothes that Star-Lord wears and stuff. But but yeah. that's a Ravager jacket. They all, yeah, The yeah. Ravagers all wear it. So Yeah. So I guess if you say that, you say all the Ravagers are... Imitating uh, Star-Lord? Imitating yeah, Star-Lord. That's yeah. exactly what's happening. No, I just found, like, Star-Lord was suddenly, like, the the more alpha of, of the two. And I just found that interesting because he's just a guy and Thor's a god. But it could just be the development that they were trying to do with, with Thor, how he's declined and he doesn't really know what he's doing anymore. What happens after that? They go, they find Sif. So Sif's in this for one scene or two scenes, yeah, actually. Very brief. Yep. Yeah. Not really impactful. I know people like that character of Sif and they were like waiting for her to come back and do something, but she doesn't really do anything in this movie. It's not this movie yeah. that she does anything. Yeah. yeah. And then they just, uh, then they switched to Jane, right? And I found this pretty, I guess, abrupt might be the word. They're like, introduce it. Like, first of all, we haven't seen this character for like 10 years. And then they show her. And when they show her, she's got cancer. Like, they just go straight to it. She's like, she's getting chemo. She's got stage four. Um, she's sad. She's going to potentially die soon. And then she just reads, like she gets some sort of signal from Mjolnir, it's hinted at, and she goes to New Asgard and 
they just cut it, and next time we see her, she's she's got powers. I feel mm. like that was way too quick to yeah to establish that. You could have done, and they do have a little bit of a backstory of Thor and Jane, which was actually pretty good, which is probably one of the best sequences in the movie, to be honest. Like they had to have the backstory and why they ended up breaking up and all of that. I found that to be okay, but I think they could have spent, they probably could have done a whole movie about Jane, to be honest, about how she, you know, where she was in life and how she gets the powers. And there was an opportunity to do something really interesting there, but they they just rushed it. Yeah, no, I think that that probably about sums it up. It was a bit rushed. I felt like she didn't have as many cool scenes as they could have done. (laughs) Like even her introduction wasn't, I felt like it could have been done better. I think she was good as Thor, but- yeah, I think she was probably good. a bit rushed. Yeah. You know how they, you know how she's very short <laughs> compared to yeah, they made compared, it taller. Yeah, like they had like a platform that she used to walk on when she was um, Thor, the Mighty Thor. Yeah, because she's like five foot three, and Chris Hemsworth's like six foot four or something. So it's like he's much bigger than her. Yeah, what I was gonna say was because it's hinted that well. Thor basically tells Mjolnir to like take care of Jane or whatever, and that's why Mjolnir helps her. But I felt like that was just a bit of a Mjolnir's broken, right? So how did it put itself together? Like Thor couldn't yeah. put itself together. So yeah, yeah. It's there's a few things in this that happened because they needed to happen. It's very um, convenient. Yeah, yeah. So they basically go see the. They go see the gods because they want to help. Oh, well, first, Gore takes takes some of the kids from Asgard as, like, bait. And then they go see the gods. And, yeah, they conveniently get Zeus's Thunderbolt just because they have to get something. And like, that whole Zeus's- scene was just to get the Thunderbolt. That's all mm. it was there for. <laughs> Which they don't actually go there to get initially. They go there to get an army. But that's what they kind of come out of it with the Thunderbolt. Now, it would have been cool if they actually did build an army of gods because there was some like pretty interesting gods there, uh, mm-hmm. and they could have done something cool, but none of them come. So it's essentially just the same team that they went there with, but they get the. I their- thought it might have been more interesting if the gods say no initially, but then they eventually come to help after some time or something like that. Yeah. Because all the gods in this movie are just like terrible people, and you're just like, why are we even saving them? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Gore actually looks like he's doing a good job, mm. but yeah, there was indispersed comedic scenes. Like there's this whole subplot about it's almost like a triangular love story between. Um, yeah. So you- this is the story. This is what I actually liked the between Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Mjolnir and um, yeah. and Thor. Yeah. I yeah. I thought this was just. Really silly. <laughs> um, I thought it was kind of funny. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate that. Yeah, like this is the part where I kind of lost it. Lost like Thor is dumb, but like he's not going to serve beer to a hammer. Like he's not that dumb. The hammer so- is somewhat sentient, though. So I don't think it's. I don't think it's dumb. I think the hammer is sentient, so he's giving it beer. I I yeah. didn't hate that part. I thought it was fine. I didn't think yeah. that made him feel dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, there's other ways you could have done comedy. I felt like this was like really silly comedy. Whereas in Ragnarok, there, there were silly parts, but it was still kind of, there's still a bit of wittiness about it. <laughs> like it wasn't all just silly comedy. Uh, I found 
the they get some goats in this, and I didn't find them funny at all. <laughs> well, they don't yeah. really do anything with them, but yeah, they're just kind of in it because, like, in the thing yeah. in the comics, he has like he rides goats or something, right? So yeah, yeah, but, but they like scream, and like if scream. anything, I just found it annoying. It was. Quite annoying, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't really do anything. The part I did like visually was where they go to the planet that Gore is on. It's like a shadow realm or whatever, and it turns so black the, and white. I've, I have mixed feelings about this. The, the black and white was cooler than, like, you look at Jane's hammer and it kind of lights up the color a little bit. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, but the fight scene is not great. <laughs> No, I would say most of the action in this movie isn't great. There's maybe the end action sequence with the kids, which again we'll, we'll get to That's that in a second. That's probably the best one. Yeah, but there was a bit of a leap there. The other thing is Jane. I don't think they established this, but like Jane has only been Thor for like a day, or like mm. not that long, and she seems to know how to do all this stuff. Like she could use the hammer. Uh, she does this cool thing with the hammer, how it, like, breaks into pieces and, like, comes back together, which is pretty cool. But like, I don't think it should be that easy because she's, she's just a person. Like, she's not even but a god. She, I think it's because she possesses the power of Thor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it's, the uh, same, it's the same as the kids at the end battle, I guess. That's like, right, yeah. They don't right. know how to fight, um, but they yeah. get the power of Thor, so they know how to fight. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, so about the power of Thor thing, so I never knew he could even do this. Um, it feels like he could have used this many times before to help in battle, <laughs> and it's never established that he does. Like in Infinity War, imagine if everyone was Thor. Mm. Like, <laughs> Probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it would have made a big difference. So um, that's just like a power that came out of nowhere. Like I didn't even know he could do that. But, yeah, that, that sequence was cool. It was. It's not like it was original, though. Like it was just kind of rehash of what they did in Ragnarok when when he gets the when he realizes he's the god of god of um, thunder. Yeah. 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 It's, I don't think it did anything groundbreaking. And once again a bit of wonky CGI here and there. The shadow creatures, like they yeah. didn't look that you couldn't really see them first of all. Like, That's I was about to say, like I don't think the creatures that they fight are that visually interesting. Yeah. I think they could have made something that looked better. Yeah. Like I understand they only come out in the shadows which which only come out when it's dark, but like they they were just like giant spiders. It wasn't really that interesting. Yeah, that, that final action sequence, I guess it was okay. So Jane is obviously every time she uses the hammer, she gets closer to death. Because it's like taking power away from her or something, uh, so it's kind of like keeping her alive, but also killing her at the same time. And um, yeah. Valkyrie gets uh, gets injured during the when they go to fight Gore, so she's taken out of the final battle. And Thor just goes there by himself, but then Jane comes and and uh, dies <laughs> and dies. Essentially, yeah. she does help a bit, but yeah. then she then she dies, and they meet. And the whole plot of this was that. He said so Gore needed Stormbreaker so that he could open a portal to meet Eternity and wish all the gods were dead. So that's the plot. Well, that's Gore's plot. It's basically it's basically Infinity Gauntlet with less steps. Like, we didn't even know this Eternity thing existed, did we? Because <laughs> it feels like no. more people would have... Like, why didn't Thanos just go to Eternity? 
Like, why did you go to all the effort to get the Infinity Stones? <laughs> maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't know Shit. about it. Yeah, yeah. maybe you didn't know. Uh, but anyway, he goes there, but then he the Necro Sword, which we didn't really talk about, but apparently, like, slowly kills you as well. So they destroy the Necro Sword, and uh, Gore has so a it keeps him alive, but it it also kills him and corrupts him. Yeah, kind of. So it's kind of interesting because it's there. There is a parallel between what was happening to Jane and what was happening to Gore. He does say at one point, like, "Oh, we're similar. Um, we're both going to die, or whatever." So um, that was that was interesting. But then, yeah, when they do destroy it, he has a change of heart and he's like, "Oh, I'm not going to kill all the gods. I'm just going to wish my daughter." back that's what he does and she comes back but jane dies and, and we dies as well and gore dies uh and suddenly thor has an adopted daughter and her name is love is that right i think so yeah because that well they end the movie with um love and thunder so she's love and he's thunder and they're going around planets um fighting wars or whatever yeah. i feel like she needs to go to school I feel like she should probably I get an education. Was, I think that was the joke that you think you think he's getting her ready for school, and then <laughs> they go out and they're actually going to fight people. Uh, but yeah, she should probably go to school because yeah, yeah, she probably should. Yeah. <laughs> well, she'll turn out like Thor. <laughs> Although he did go to school, so he he talks about how he learnt like Groot and stuff, right? So yeah, yeah, so he did go to school. Uh, and then there's – is there anything else in the main movie that we didn't discuss or that we should discuss? Not really. That's basically it. Heimdall's son's in this. Yeah, Heimdall's is, son's in this. Nah, it's a short movie as well. It's not that long. post credit scenes. So the first one is with Zeus. So Zeus – I thought Zeus died, actually. I thought, I thought if he you, was dead as well, yeah. If you – you know, if that lightning thing goes through your heart, um, it doesn't matter if you're a god. I thought you'd probably die, but – He's not dead. And we see Hercules uh, in the post credit scene. So they're setting up something with him. Which is interesting because in the comics, Thor is like the serious god. Um, and, Hercules and Hercules is kind of the goofy one, which is kind of like what Thor already is. So it's like, what are they going to do with Hercules? That's different to Thor. <laughs> Maybe they'll make him a seri- serious character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Potentially. I don't know if I want to say that, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he'll be in a... Are they going to do another Thor movie? I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. What I didn't mention was, and well, everyone knows this, but out of all the superheroes in the Marvel Universe, Thor is the only one to have got four solo movies. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do another one. Um, possibly. Yeah. Uh, or they'll well, this ma- sets it up for it. So Sets it up. So if maybe yeah. Hercules will be in the, the next Thor. I think... Chris Hemsworth said he would only do it if Taika does it, though. So you see, I don't know. Like, I did like Taika in Ragnarok. I don't know if I want another movie from him because <laughs> uh, I think tonally it's it, it is starting to get a bit difficult to take seriously because these movies, uh, a lot a lot of the Marvel movies have comedy in them, but they're not comedy movies. I would say they're action movies with some comedy in them, and even Ragnarok was a comedy. But it was still an action movie. Like that was still was still founded in action. Another movie like this, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> Let's have a really good story this time. Did you know that Love or Thor's adopted daughter is Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter? Yeah, and Christian Bale's kids and Natalie Portman's kids and Tiger's kids are all in this movie. 
Oh, are they the Asgardian kids? They're all the kids, yeah. This is just, just nepotism. Nepotism, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Christian Bale's son, both his sons play him in the, do you know that scene where he's running and then he gets older? Oh, you mean that Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Did I say Christian Bale? Yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both Chris Hemsworth's ki- sons play him as he gets older uh, in that running scene. How many yeah. kids does he have? Two sons and two daughters? Two sons and one daughter, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Second post-credit scene was what I expected to happen. So no one is ever dead, right? (laughs) And it feels like that's kind of a cop-out as well. I I didn't expect Jane to die. I think they are dead. So I think think she is dead, and that scene was just to portray that she went to Valhalla and she didn't. Do you know how... Earlier in the movie, they're like, you don't go to Valhalla if you don't die in battle. Yeah. But then she doesn't die in battle, but she still goes to Valhalla because she was battling cancer. I think it was just to portray that. I think she's actually dead. I don't think she's coming back. I don't know. Like, they they could have just not had that scene then. <laughs> uh, but they had that scene, which means that maybe she can come back. Uh, she might be dead, but it, maybe she can come back. So I think they just think left the door open. The door, yeah, but I don't think she's coming back. Yeah, and it was good to see Heim like uh, Idris Elba because I thought he was done as well, but he's back. He was back for that role. I don't think we're yeah. seeing either of them again. Is my guess. Maybe in like a Secret War situation, we like, have to come it. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they set up this whole character of the Mighty Thor, and it was. I don't know. Like, they could have spent more time with it. <laughs> that, I think that's the biggest thing uh, coming out of this movie because they just kill her off. She hardly does anything, firstly, in the movie, and they just kill her off. So there was just a wasted opportunity, I think. Yeah, so where would you rank this in the in the tier list? Not that highly. I can't. I don't remember exactly where I would put would it. Would it be but- higher or lower than Thor The Dark World? It's probably around that level, honestly. It's like similar, similar vein to... I'd say it's like one of the more mediocre films. It's just one that you could watch once and then you're okay with it, but you'll probably forget it very soon. This is a similar standard for me with Guardians 2. Because Guardians 2, I felt like the comedy didn't really hit in that movie either. There's more in this, though. There's more comedy in this than that. Uh, and there's more comedy that doesn't hit in this than that. So uh, I'd probably put it around similar standard as that. Thor the Dark World's probably still worse than this, I guess, because that's a bit boring. And this is, I can't say it's boring. It's just not that, it's just not that good. <laughs> but it, I guess it will still keep you entertained. I, I would say it's hard for me to rank the movies because on a different day, I like a movie more than I like another one. But the way I'm feeling at the moment, it's probably – and look, uh, ranking movies is hard because some, someone's always going to like a movie better than they like another one just because of experience as well. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So – What about out of yeah. Phase 4? Where, where would this stand in Phase 4? I feel like all the Phase 4 movies have been about the same. <laughs> They've all been mediocre. <laughs> like yeah. nothing's been uh, – Shang-Chi's – and No Way Home are slightly better. The rest about the same. Yeah, I would even actually, Eternals, which is like people hate. I yeah. think this is as good as Eternals. <laughs> I would actually give Eternals more marks than this, just because it tried something different. 
at least it did something different and went off the formula. And I watched it again um, recently, and it's not that bad. It's it's all right. I think it got more hate than it probably deserved. It's, but yeah, this is probably similar standard to that. It's probably similar standard yeah. to uh, Multiverse of Madness. Similar standard to Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, I think they're all about about the same. So hopefully, the next one, which is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, is better than these. Mm. Yeah, I I thought this one would be the best one we would have seen yet, just because of the director. Um, yeah, I, I, just to finish, I think this one's amongst. Yeah, I thought it would also be the better one out of the, yeah. all of the ones that are released so far. But yeah, it's probably amongst the worst ones, unfortunately. Mm. Black Panther is Ryan Coogler, so I know this. <laughs> Ryan Coogler is a really good director. I don't think he's made a bad movie yet. So yeah. maybe he's due. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like even Taika, <laughs> I guess he was due. So, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see where that one goes. That one's had a lot of issues as well um, in terms of production. So, I have to see how. And that yeah, one obviously, so, yeah. yeah, like they probably had to rewrite a whole new story for it. So, let's see what they end up doing. If anything, that's probably going to be the thing that makes that movie not as good is the production issues. So, what? Which movie are you? Like, do you think will be the best one in Phase 4 out of the ones that have been announced? Yeah, I can't see the Marvels being that great, given what Miss Marvel's putting up at the moment. Oh, it could surprise me, though. I don't, I think one of the movies that we probably don't expect to be that great is probably going to be the one that's going to blow our mind. I think that's all that's announced. So it's just this Black Panther or Miss Mar- the Marvels, and that's it. There's Ant-Man 3. Oh, yeah. There's Guardians 3. Oh, that's right. Yep. Blade as well. I don't think Blades. Oh no, Blades Phase Five, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Ant Man Three might actually be the best one. Looking at that lineup, all of them could be mediocre. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, potentially all of them could be mediocre. Yeah, Ant Man Three. I've got a bit of hope because Kang's the main villain. They might do mm. something interesting. I don't know. I don't think we should be hoping for movies. This is the problem with Multiverse of Madness. We go in hoping that something big is going to be set up from a movie or they're going to do something big in a movie. And, and get disappointed. Just overall get disappointed, which yeah. makes you dislike the movie more. I think a movie that is just a good standalone story that does that story well is probably going to be the one that ends up being better. Just maybe going to be Black Panther. Apparently Namor's in Black Panther, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, a bit of a disappointment. I was actually really looking forward to this one, but I probably wouldn't watch this one again for a while. Me too. What do we have coming up next? So we still got to do our Top Gun review, so we'll do that soon. And uh, we still got to do our Stranger Things review, which is probably the like in terms of well, Top Gun was probably the best movie, I've, close to the best movie I've seen this year. Uh, and Stranger Things is probably the best TV show I've seen this year. So at least we're going to be talking about stuff that we liked next. <laughs> Um, and then we've got there's other stuff coming out. So Miss Marvel finishes uh, this week, so we're talking about Miss Marvel as well. Which yeah, which is I, I've spoken to a lot of people, and it's a very mixed reaction about Miss Marvel. Some people really like it, and um, mm. we don't. <laughs> I would say those people are probably wrong. <laughs> Look, on the surface level, there's nothing seriously wrong with it. It's just. The story's not that great, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's just not that interesting. And it should – it's basically representing us. You know, like it's closest to representing us from the Marvel 
universe. So I think there's some good representation in it. Yeah. Um, and I think all the stuff with the representation is good. We're doing a Miss Marvel review now. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think the, the stuff outside the representation is the problem. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, but we'll talk about that more in the next episode. All right, so people wanting to get in touch with us and tell us about what they thought about Thor, Love and Thunder. How do they go about it? Uh, so you can email us at cognitiverecalibrationpodcast at gmail.com or contact us on all other social media platforms at Cognitive Recalibration. Yeah, and if you want to support the podcast, you can do so via giving us a review on iTunes or Spotify because that makes us more discoverable on their search engines. Cool. And we still got our long, um, long-awaited long review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. They announced the second one. They did, yeah. I watched it. How about we announce we review the first one when the second one comes out? When's the second one coming out? Hopefully never. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they shelve it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it on the plane. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you watch most of these movies and you're just like, they're okay. Yeah. Like, what do I say about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just a movie. Like, yeah, just a movie. Yeah. I would rather a movie be really shit or very good. I don't like these okay movies. Yeah, we need something inside mm. the spectrum. Okay, then. I think that's all we have for this episode. So another disappointing Marvel review from us. What did we give Black Widow? I think we gave Black Widow a positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we gave all of them positive, but like I think they're gradually getting <laughs> declining, yeah, over yeah. time. I think uh, I think our patience is waning. <laughs> yeah, well, this might be the first Marvel thing that we've ever given a negative review for, because the other ones we, you know, we, they were middle of the road, but we didn't say they were bad. I think this one, there's more bad in this than good for me, so I, I'd have to give it a. a Negative review. Yeah. I think yeah. we're just uh, probably at the we, – we need a good Marvel thing to come out, like a really good thing to just yeah. get us hyped again. Otherwise – I think yeah. for the first time – like remember back in phase one where Marvel had to basically prove themselves, like they had to make a good movie every time. Now it's like – I don't know. They're so successful that they – I feel like they're, they're in the position now where they have to prove themselves again like to their fans. Mm-hmm. We'll see. See if they, yeah, let's see if they come back. We're Conda forever, pinning our hopes on that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Hope you had a good time listening to this, this episode. Hope you're all staying safe, and we'll see you in the next one. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.